Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10 and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us and we hope you'll benefit from the use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I am one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Jim? Uh, it's good, sir. You caught me mid-drink and uh, <laughs> I swallowed just in time, but all is good. So um, yeah, how about yourself? Good, good. Uh, busy and and uh, and uh, hopefully on the the last leg of preparation to test for my brown belt uh, with Kung Fu, because that's uh, that's one of those big tests where they test you on everything that you've learned up to that belt. And I had to go back and kind of relearn a lot of stuff. And so it's it's kind of been a lot of work um, <laughs> trying to trying to remember you, you get into a move and you you, you go, OK, I know it. I do this. What's next again? <laughs> and you, you got to get a little, little lost every now and again um, on on the forms and, and whatnot. But it's it's been really, been really good. Got a, a really great workout in today. Um, good. Uh, it, it's uh, the uh, oxygen deprivation training is going very well. Um, you know, with with masks and everything. We and then we're indoors. It it, it just uh, yeah. But we got a good got a good. Um, Good bit of training there, so it was it was it was a good session today. Berto, what's new with you? Uh, usual. All I ever talk about is work. So, <laughs> our manufacturer yeah. is uh, is launching a brand new paint line, which is an extraordinarily big deal. So, at about four in the morning, I got to bail out of here and drive about three hours to Houston to attend four days of in person training, and then from there turn around and drive back home on Thursday night, and on Friday morning start driving to Chicago to visit my parents. So. Be busy for a little while. <laughs> yeah, you you're coming gotta... up to Michigan. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're coming up to Michigan, no, Chicago. 
to to Chicago. Oh, okay. We need to coordinate. <laughs> Maybe this that. is the time. Maybe yeah, this, this might, is the time. Far. It's only four, we said it was what three, it's three, only four hours. We, yeah, but I said mm-hmm. we mapped it out three or four hours. We should totally do that because if all goes yeah. as planned, once we the week f- is up, we will be driving through Iowa when Aaron Overstreet is having a powerlifting competition. So I'm going to try my damnedest to if, if only if it's for if it's only even if it's only for an hour is what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to try to make it to his powerlifting competition mm-hmm. just to introduce myself, say hi to him before we keep moseying on, you know, back towards home. I know we incorporated the Keto Man's Club last year. I can't pay gas mileage, however, so please don't turn in an invoice or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't can't make that a. Uh, this is a not formal... a business trip, Berto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I started off by saying I'm going to go visit my parents. That's where I went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- there we go. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, Jim, I'm coming to see you so that we can work on Keto Man's Club stuff. There, there we go. Yeah, Actually, yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's going to be good to, to get to see your family. But a couple weeks of, of on the road is always it's going to take its toll on you. Um, any plans as far as like what to eat, what not to eat, all that type of thing? No, like just gonna visit my parents. So they have remember if you remember last time I went up there, I left my little uh, GMG smoker up there. So they've already mm-hmm. got plans of what they're yeah. gonna buy. My nephew already started shopping. Uh, Andrew, who's also Good. in the group, and then we'll probably just smoke a bunch mm-hmm. of meats and hang out and eat. I would say eat too much, but it's really no such thing when you're on vacation if you're keto. Because yeah. as much as I eat, which is substantial. When I go on vacation, it's really, really hard to keep that up because it's a lot of food and requires a lot of preparation. So on vacation, I typically undereat. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But now that you know Andrew's gotten a hang of the smoker and he's also keto, and that it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. I, there should be enough food and food prep available for me to be able to still continue eating as much as I need to. But if it's not, again, it's a vacation. I'm not going to sweat it. I'm just going to rock on. Yeah, as much as and and what you eat normally, so that that will be great. Cool. Well, that that'll be uh, that'll be great. Tiring probably because traveling with with kids and and family and all that stuff gets uh, tiring as well. Well, I'll tell you one thing: I will never ever ever uh, make that drive straight through again. So we will be making pit stop at a hotel and making my life a lot less stressful. I don't blame you on that one, but I had enough brothers and sisters growing up with road trips that uh, that were much much shorter. <laughs> that uh, that had it not been for the TV in the conversion van uh, with VHS tapes, uh, we would not have survived. It, it would not have been good. Uh, let's talk a little <laughs> little club news or club business here, real quickly. Uh, for our listeners to this podcast, this is. We're recording it video as well. So go to our YouTube channel. You can really easily find it by going to our website. So go to our website to find our YouTube is a probably better way of saying that. Uh, and that is theketomansclub.com. And you can also find all of our social media links to so the Facebook group uh, or groups uh, and then our Facebook page. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast through a couple different things there. 
Our merch store is live and we are just continuing to have something up there available. Uh, just be aware that we're kind of making them to order. So if uh, if you order something, it may still take a couple weeks to get to you, but we're, we're trying to make it so that we, we have a little bit of something available on the merch store at all times. So if you have been one of those that have uh, reached out and uh, ended up uh, missing uh, one of our, our pre-releases, uh, that we've done in the past uh here's your chance you don't have to wait for a pre-release you can order whatever or, you know based on what we have available you can order right now so that's a uh, a great thing for us uh there and then um you can email us at keto men's club podcast at gmail.com or you can call or text 512-518-6161 that's a um uh, those are all great ways to be able to connect with us. And so we appreciate you uh, doing so. And we, we look forward to connecting with you in any way that we can. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into our shout outs for the week. And so let's talk. Let's start with Jim. Uh, my shout out, <clears throat> excuse me. My shout out is to actually one of our new members in the Keto 101 Man's Club. And I think we've got an alias going on here, but don't hold me to it. Um, his name is Miles Joseph in the group, but he says his, he goes by Joey. So I'm having a feeling that first last name might have been flipped around here. Joey's 29 years old. He works um, for a, uh, a, a food chain that we've all probably visited um, where you can get a foot long. And I'll just leave it at that. So you can guess which one it is, because I don't want to give him publicity. Um, he started keto October 1st. He is down about 55 pounds or so. Um, he had been to the doctor and uh, was told potentially some diabetics medicine and some other things. And he said no. So he has jumped full on into keto. Uh, just came became a member of the 101 Club in the last couple of weeks. And um, kudos to him, especially because he did a nice before and after photo in the boxer shorts. And I don't say that nice as in like woohoo but more just like open honest kind of thing <laughs> kudos to uh joy for jumping in and uh looking forward to seeing more of his transformation absolutely berto uh, i'm going with a member he's been a member for a while uh gary michael also uh answers a lot of my questions about smoking meats when i have them and it's a little quite often but uh he's uh, got back on he said he's halfway through the 75 hard and down 20 pounds and feeling like himself again. So I encourage him to keep rocking. Very cool. Um, I am going to shout out one of our one-on-one members, Chris Klein. Um, he uh, is uh, one year in on his journey and while it hasn't been easy, um, he's pushed through and he's, uh, you can, you can see he's uh, um Let's see what are the numbers here, real quick, just to to make sure. Um, Hundred pounds of of weight is definitely an accomplishment, but I I can't stress the importance of the benefit of lifestyle. So the way I'm reading it, he doesn't come out and say it, but he's lost a hundred pounds so far, um, and you he looks like he's lost a hundred pounds. So in his picture with his with his daughter there, and and uh, he's doing it, doing good work, and uh, and he uh, definitely has expresses how it's more than just the physical battle against the body. It's it's about the mental. It's about the it's about the uh, the the strive and the push to win. And so that's a, a definite 
thing to um, to celebrate is is uh, finding his why and uh, and uh, winning and and letting that drive him. So that's great. Uh, so let's uh, let's see any other club business that we need to attend to before we introduce our guest and get his uh, his shout out or his pick. All I can say is I have a photo for our guest that he posted up that I cannot wait to ask about. <laughs> That's all uh, I'm saying. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll be looking into that here, uh, here very soon. Uh, so we have, um, is it Derail? Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. So it, we, we have Mark actually, Derail on the line. Yeah. It's actually French, but it's okay. uh, in English. We say Derail, just like what happens okay. to uh, the train goes. <laughs> yeah hopefully that doesn't happen very often uh so we have mark derail on the line uh or on the the the, the uh, podcast with us today and he's been one of our members for a little while now and and he's uh, got an interesting story that that i think that we're going to really enjoy um but you said that you had a pick for the week right let, let, let's make it generic to all the uh, the guys that help everyone else that you know take some of your personal time to um, help some of the uh, some of the newer persons that have come along, and uh, a shout out to all of them. Yep, very good. So, um, Mark, let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Get us started on on kind of what your background is. We don't necessarily have to dive into the health side of things quite yet, uh, but let's just kind of get started in, in, in an introductory way on, on who you are, kind of where you came from, and what brought you to uh, the, the kind of leading up to the point of needing to take charge of your health. Yeah, so basically it was like up until the end of my 40s, working at a desk job, uh, I, I work in IT, so it's like you're sitting down all the time and sometimes things take longer than expected and you know, you're 10 hours in the chair and, you know, still haven't finished. So it's a, you know, starting getting to back problems, being heavily overweight. Um, at one point I was like 230 pounds for someone that's five foot 10 and I'm not very muscular build. So I was like all down in the gut type of thing. And what really brought it up to light was, um, I have an uncle that's quite young, like we're only like six years apart. And basically, and his older brother also, they both have the type, type two diabetes. The older brother, my older uncle, um, nearly lost his eyesight uh, just last year. And it was like very scary stuff. You know, he says, I started seeing white light all the time. And, and my other uncle is like, is heavily overweight. He's a bit shorter than me. And he started having all kinds of pills he has to take, heart medication, and it's just going from bad to worse. But it happens so quickly. And I had done my full checkup. You know, when you hit 50 or when you hit 40, you, know, you go do a full medical. And the doctor said I was borderline diabetic type 2, and he said you need to take it, get it under control. And it was actually uh, my wife that introduced me to the low carb because she had been studying it. And she's saying, we should, we should get into this. So I said, sure, let, let's, let's try this. And I was surprised at how well it worked in the beginning. 
and then that six months plateau hit it. But the first three months was extraordinary. Lost a lot of water weight, but you know, I, I went from a size 40 to a size 38 within, within the first three months. And I started feeling better. So when you lose weight and you don't have, move around more easily, you feel great. And, he, and also you feel like telling everyone about it. And then the weight loss kind of stalled. And then COVID hit kind of like in the same period. And it was like, okay, let's, let's try to take a more scientific approach to this. Um, a more um, enlightened approach. So I started studying up. Um, I got myself an electronic um, scale that, you know, when you stand on your, with bare feet, it takes a whole bunch of measurements. I know those things aren't super accurate, but it gives you interesting results. And it tells you if you're on a good track or not a good track. And I, so I started tracking my weight on a daily basis. I started uh, being conscious of how the insulin cycle works and started taking the steps to do intermittent fasting correctly. And within weeks, huge results. So I went, let's say in the first three months of just going, cutting out sugars, I went from 233 at one point to 200, then for six months at 200. And then from 200 down to 160 within four months. And that was the big transformation and, and a very surprising transformation. It was like I was losing a steady 10 pounds per month until down the 160, um, you know, then it just kind of stalled because, you know, five foot 10, a man and 160 pounds is kind of on the low side. But uh, I made it and I made it so easily. And I looked at why, how come it worked? And it worked because I was doing intermittent fasting. It worked because I cut my carbs to a on a ridiculous level. I mean, I, I, I was aiming for sometimes zero or one, just that one egg. Everything to bring the carbs down to zero. And then whenever I reintroduced some foods that I was used to eating, and then I would see the weight come back up real quick, then I was saying, oh, okay, I can see that, you know, those keto desserts, that have a lot of carbs, when I say a lot of carbs, maybe five or six grams per portion, but they're, they're em the nutritional value of a chocolate keto cake is very low. It's like, then I started looking into, I'm better off taking protein than, and eating more protein and more fat than eating more desserts. So that's, been let's say the my, my travel so far but what I started doing is because I'm fully bilingual I'm in French Canada which is in Montreal I started helping out the French community the French keto community uh, men and women and it's been a humongous hit they need guidance they need people to show them the way and it's also around that time that I discovered the Keto Man Club through Reddit. And I said, hey, this, this is kind of like me. You know, it's like guys getting together, helping each other out, sharing recipes and sharing good, appropriate workouts for our age groups. And um, 
So that's where I am right now is like improving myself by I want to build up muscle of helping other people out. And I started participating in the Cato 101, you know, answering here and there. Since I work in IT, I'm in front of a computer screen all day. So while I'm waiting for something to, to happen on one side, on the other screen, <laughs> I look at new posts mm -hmm. coming up. And I go, oh, okay, I can be the first one to respond properly to this. <laughs> and do it. Mark, you're, you're making this incredibly difficult because you're answering all the questions before we ask them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, um, let me backtrack a little bit. And um, because you, t I don't know that we've ever had anybody kind of talking about a different culture and keto. So um, my high school French is very limited. Je parle français un peu. Um, but, um, you know, I'm thinking cheese. I'm thinking creams. But then I also know there's French bread. There's things like that. So what is kind of that French diet traditionally that um, you may have been following or what we don't necessarily know about per se? Well, here... Cheese, definitely. Cheese, cream, croissants. Um, so many types of bread are very popular. Also, very starchy foods like potatoes. Potatoes are in everything. And I was easily eating, let's say, a 20-pound bag of potatoes per month previously. And that was just regular staple food. And it's almost everyone like that. And when I start talking to people about keto, I say, oh, cut the potatoes. Cut the bread, and they 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 just freak out and going, no, what else am I gonna have to cut? Pasta. They're going, what? <laughs> and so, and you know, they 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 freak out totally. But the the French culture here is is relatively unique in the sense that it's like an island living in North America, and this island is ninety eight percent of the population um, speak French. But what's interesting is that nearly 75%, especially my age group and up, do not speak English at all. They, ha they have very, very little comprehension of English. So that's like three quarters of the population. So it's kind of like, imagine you're, you're in California and you say, okay, people will speak and understand Spanish, maybe a very high percentage. But there's also a very high percentage of people that do not speak English, even though they're living in California. But... Here, it's like the opposite. The, there's a lot more French people that do not speak English at all. And they don't even watch English TV shows. And, but their kids do. So the younger generation. Um, I, was, I happened to be born of both of French and English parents. So I went to both schools and I was lucky in that way. But so I'm kind of like at 50 years old, I'm kind of like in between uh helping the older generation and being in contact with the younger one one quick thing the most popular food staple is called poutine mm -hmm. and that's mm. curds of cheese browns starchy sauce and potatoes fried potatoes so that's just a huge card lobe <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah, that that's that I was actually going to, to ask about it eventually, but you answered it. So once again, you did you did good. <laughs> yeah, so there, here's my question for you, because, you know, being Mexican, it's it's uh, the background part I can definitely relate to. And then you tell people that you're cutting out all sugars and grains and 
you know, flour tortillas and refried beans and, and you know, in my case, corn, all that kind of stuff. So, like, what is your advice for uh, their step one Cause to, to kind of take away the, the sticker shock, so to speak? Uh, I try to bring people over to stuff that they do like to eat that does not contain carbs. So eggs, different types of meats, fish, and I have them eat uh, until they're full of that. And I show them some simple fat bomb recipes, you know, like uh, you can just like mix uh, uh, cocoa butter and um, some other oil, like, you know, like coconut oil, you know, kind of, you can mix those like half and half, some sugar, like, you know, like uh, erythritol or avalose, just to make it sweet enough, a little bit of pinch of vanilla, and there you go, you have a fat bomb. So, you you know, pick a good veggie, pick a good uh, meat, and then just follow it up with the fat bomb, and that, that's it, you're done, and you're full. And when they do start having difficulty, I show them, well, okay, well, make yourself a chocolate fat bomb. You know, if you're craving a sweet, well, chocolate is good. Even in keto, chocolate is good. It just make it yourself as much as easy as easy as possible. And there's also some uh, places here that do sell keto pre-made foods also that you could just order online and they deliver to your door. But the regular, I, I see what you're getting at, Berto, is that you know people they they tend to not want to try something else. And what mm-hmm. I try to get them to do is do more of what you like, but that's in the keto friendly and just try it for a week. And usually in that one week, they feel better already. And then after that, it's like, so the first week, the first month is don't try to be keto right away. Just reduce your carbs, go to low carb. And then after that, we can start talking you know, more in depth about keto and also gives them a chance to read up on the subject and maybe why they're feeling better. And it's surprising. I've helped, I think just in the last three months alone, I've helped over a hundred people get into this lifestyle. Oh my gosh. And it's just, it's it's booming right now. It's... (laughs) Are we have to go international with the uh, Keto Man's Club? Quite possibly at this point. That's that's kind of what it's kind of what yeah. it's looking like. Well, so, what, Mark, what I was thinking is like uh, Berto can find someone uh, like me uh, south of the border, and I'll do north of the border, and then yeah, we're international. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. There we go. We, we got we've already got Johan covered. Yeah, we got the Americas covered, and then we've got Johan over there in Germany. We we just need to get him over or. No, he's in Austria, isn't he? So yeah, it, we 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 we, I think, yeah, we, I think can, so. we can go in, in the Slavic area. Yeah, we we've got we've got people all over the place. That's one of the cool things about the uh, Keto Man's Club is that we really are um, an inter- international group, and and we're just all over the place, which is really really fun. Um, Mark, so you're you're helping a lot of people get started. You're helping a lot of people that don't have, um language skills for English and things like that, uh, at, at least as a, as a portion of, of your, of the people that you're talking with, what resources are you digging into and providing for them other than things that you've created, um, 
you know, like like a lot of us have uh, used like dietdoctor.com and some things like that. So are you seeing, um, are, have you found French language resources that are similar that, that you can, that you can provide? Uh, there is one in French so far, um, a female doctor from Montreal and she graduated back in like 215 and she went to work with someone you, I'm sure you guys know, Dr. Jason Fung. That's in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And um, she's uh, worked and studied with him um, for about two years. And on the south shore of Montreal here, um, she opened up a clinic back in like 218 or so called um, an, an interesting name, Reversa. So reversing, you know, the, the ideology of weight loss. And basically, since she's a medical doctor and her staff all have medical training, she's been um, doing the people that have heart disease, the people that have type 2 diabetes, and she, she gets cons- consulting um, through other specialists and other doctors. And she's been slowly making waves. Um, she published one book so far also. And on the 10th of March, she has another book coming out that I'll be reading. And uh, that's going to be mostly dealing with the different types of fasting. Kind of like what Dr. Jason Fung also published recently, a updated version of his uh, fasting book. Mm-hmm. So her first book was General Keto, just going low carb. And the second book has um, actual people that she's helped. Uh, people that were type 2 and are now healthy weight and no longer taking any medications whatsoever. And she actually has in that book, uh, the one of the ladies yesterday was showing that she got a, an advanced copy of the book and she opened it up in the middle and she showed us on Facebook on the picture that, look, it's me, it's me here. <laughs> and so we saw a before and after picture. So this is a woman that's like, maybe a tall woman, you know, five, six, five, seven. And she was over 250. And today she's like 140. Wow. And, and it's a huge transformation. And it, and it, when you look at both pictures, it looks like the mother and the daughter. <laughs> Very cool. So we don't have much. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's starting. And, Amongst the in the English community, um, you know, I, I I've, I've watched quite a few videos, let's say, of Dr. Eric Berg, uh, which has a certain style to it. Um, then there's Dr. Ken Berry uh, that has a I find a more uh, human touch to his videos. Uh, Dr. Eric Berg is more like uh, clinical, but very scientific. So I kind of like. I take a little bit of information from both and uh, and I kind of like, you know, make my own way with that information. Uh, often, sometimes people will ask me a question that I'm not, not really sure, but, you know, then I just look it up on the different, uh, let's say, uh, either Ken, Dr. Ken's or Dr. Eric Berg's on their YouTube channels. I look it up to see if someone has already touched upon that subject. And 99.9% of the time, it's a yes. 
Someone's already talked about it. So, you know, I, I read on one side and I write on the other side in French and I help the people out and they think I'm wonderful. And it's like most of the time when I do a full publication on the different uh, related groups in our Facebook, I always link to the original videos and mm -hmm. the original people. And I say, I mean, I actually say I'm translating from this person for your benefit because these are some of the questions that have come up quite often on the Facebook recently. And I know that my comments, sometimes they get buried with them because it's a comment within the comment and people don't necessarily see it. So I, I, I just make a new publication and I put it there. And uh, there's, I, I sent in the chat uh, one of these products mm -hmm. uh, that uh, I'd like to touch about uh, once I finish answering the other questions. I want to ask you about, get back to you a little bit here. Um, you said that you're you're now 50 years old, correct? Yeah, actually, I, I lied a bit. It's like, I'm probably going to be 50 for a few more years. I'm 50. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. But um, so, we, we asked this of most of our guests on the program. Were you a bigger kid when you were younger? Did you have any weight issues or anything like that? Or did it just kind of hit that midlife, desk job? all of the things added up into one? That's a very interesting question. I would say that, um, uh, let's say, you know, that you have the baby fat when you're 10 or 12. And me, it kind of stuck. And when I was like 15 or 16, I kind of wanted to look nicer for the girls and I didn't want to have all this fat on me. Uh, so I started working out. And since I didn't really know what I was doing other than the what the teacher our gym teacher had taught us basic stuff is I would just go out for a jog and I never found that that did anything because you're just doing cardio. But back then I didn't know. And then I would hit the weight training. So I would uh, do lifting of weights on the arms and the legs and the fat would just melt away in those areas. So, but around the gut area was always still a bit there. And uh, as soon as, you know, life as an adult starts, so you start working the desk job and you get married and you have kids and it's like, okay, every time the wife gained 10 pounds, so did I, <laughs> except, except that she lost them and then I never did. So I'd say every five to 10 years, I was gaining steadily 10, 20 pounds nonstop. And it was never going away, no matter what I did. I, I tried the Atkins diet at one point. Uh, it, 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 it works. And then you kind of stall out and then you get discouraged and you start eating carbs again without knowing it. And then your, your weight goes right, right back up. So it's kind of like stretching a rubber band. It always comes back to the way it was before. So I would say I was like a medium to big kid. I was not a heavily overweight kid. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about um, about a day in the life with food for you. What that looks like, what you what you typically would would eat and uh, and or cook for for you and your family. Yeah, well, right now the family is just uh, my wife and I. So the uh, all the kids have left the coop, um, and whenever they come back here to eat. Uh, Hasn't been very often because of COVID, but uh, when they do come, uh, we tricked them, of course, <laughs> with very low carb food. So 
I, I want to answer that kind of like in two parts. Um, when I was going down in weight, let's say after my six month plateau and I started doing the 16-8 and the 18-6 properly, um, how I changed and what I was eating versus what I do now, which I'm in maintenance mode now. So the big difference between the two is that before, uh, when I was wanted to go down in weight, it was to avoid carbs as if it was the plague. Just get rid of it in any way, shape, or form. And that means the keto desserts. They're just so good. It's impossible to eat just a piece. So you make a recipe and you end up eating all of it. And then regretting it sincerely because all of a sudden you see the scale go back up for a few more days. And it's like, oh, no, all that hard work for nothing. So what I did that I think for a good three to four months that helped tremendously is cut sweet tasting anything. And just stick to sour and salty. And that's it. And I never could have done that before being at least keto for a few months ahead of time. And now it was to a point where if I didn't eat sweets, I didn't miss it. But if I did eat sweets, I just wanted more and more and more. So once I did that, it was a lot easier. So I started drinking like Keto Raid, which is basically apple cider vinegar with uh, two cups of water, uh, half a teaspoon of salt. and whatever I wanted to add. So sometimes I would add some cinnamon, sometimes I would add a little bit of powdered ginger, just to kind of vary up the taste. Um, I discovered matcha, which is powdered uh, green tea. And uh, so that's very good for the gut. So I said, okay, take some of that. And just basically try to drink um, the, the recommended quantity of water every single day. And that, I'd say, was the, the one thing that helped the most. So I never worried about the veggies. I never worried about the cheese. I never worried about the butter. I never worried about uh, the different meats. I would eat until I was full. And I would only eat twice a day. So I, that brought me down, let's say, from 200 to 190. And then at 190, I started staying stuck there for three or four days and saying, okay, um, now I've stalled. So then I said, okay, well, what kind of else can I do? So I said, okay, well, I'll do OMAD for a day. And then the next day, I'll do two meals a day for a day or two. And then I'll go back to one meal a day, back and forth, back and forth. And that was wonderful. That really worked well. And that brought me down into the low 170s. Just alternating between doing, let's say, three OMADs a week and the rest of the day, like in the weekends especially, you want to have like a, a good breakfast, kind of like mixed breakfast and lunch together and a nice dinner with your wife. So the weekends, I would say, okay, I'm going to relax. And then Sunday night, I would make it so that the next day, it's just dinner. So I would skip two meals. and. Then the weight started coming down a little bit more slowly. And then the next step was to say, well, okay, well, if I really want to come down even lower, I'll try to do an extended fast and try to have autophagy kick in. And that's something uh, someone asked me 
what I discovered with with autophagy in the next little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then in maintenance mode, what I eat is is what I've done differently is I've reintroduced nuts that I had completely taken out because I could never control how many nuts I eat. But now I'll take, let's say, a handful of nuts every now and then and uh, or let's say mixed in with yogurt. Like before I wasn't eating yogurt, now I'm trying to eat yogurt more often. And, uh, you know, I'll throw in some nuts in there and things like that. And I try to make a keto dessert once a week. But this is where it's different. Instead of having my wife do it, I do it. So I control what I'm putting in and I try to turn any keto dessert recipe that I find into a fat bomb. And the easiest way I found with that is to add cocoa butter. Whatever quantity of, uh, that it, uh, let's say I can rip, change in a recipe, um, I'll change it with cocoa butter. Um, let's say if, it's, if it calls for 100 grams of uh, 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 almond flour, well, instead of putting 100, I'll put 50 and I'll add an extra 20 grams of, um, let's say, coconut oil and 30 grams of uh, cocoa butter oil. So I make it more oily, more, uh, more rich in fats, but these are good fats. And the recipe usually turns out pretty good. <laughs> but I end up eating less of that dessert. I'm eating less carbs. But I still have the feeling of my reward. Hey, my week is done. I have this keto dessert so that I'm having that on the Saturday night and the Sunday night. And then for the rest of the week, no more desserts. And oh, honestly, really cool. I, I sometimes I see it like there's a big there, there's a little bit bit of a bump on the Monday morning. Uh, you know, I, I can see my percentage of fat go up a little bit. And then it kind of tapers down until the next Friday. No, that's good. I just wanted to, to comment on something you had touched on earlier about uh, avoiding all sweets, everything that tastes sweet. Because uh, Chris and I are aware of this, but uh, our, our good friend John Oaks, you know, everybody knows John Mighty Oaks. Um, and I always make the comment that keto was a lot easier when I started four years ago before marketing got involved. Because like back, you know, three, four years ago, nothing in the grocery store had the word keto on it. So you just kind of had to go with what you knew. But as a perfect example, you know, John Oaks was stalled forever. And he was technically, and I'm using air quotes for those that are just listening. He was technically keto, but he, he, he will admit that he was drinking a couple energy drinks a day and far too many quarts, pints, whatever they come in of a uh, rebel every week. And, you know, by definition... Right, he's keto because those are both legitimate keto items. But when he forced himself to cut them out with my help and my constant badgering him, he saw a massive reflection in his body weight and, and uh, movement on the scale. So you know you're on the right path there. And uh, there, there's uh, you only got to talk to a handful of people where you'll realize that like the the difference between again air quote keto and keto. <laughs> It's uh, that taking out the uh, taking out or reducing the the artificial sweeteners is is 
one of the top things that, that you can do. And it's uh, it's hard for some because we get very attached. Um, we get very attached to the suite. Um, so uh, it, it, and, and that's that's a, a mental addiction more than a physical addiction. But it, it, it's legit. It happens. So, Mark, tell us a little bit. Um, we're, we're coming up on uh, we're getting a little bit towards the end, so we can start to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Uh, but tell us a little bit about um, your next steps, what your um, you, you've reached maintenance. You're, you're getting the word out on YouTube and a couple other things. What's what's next for, for Mark and your journey for, for you? What, what, what are you looking at? Well, what I'm, I'm looking at right now is starting a YouTube channel. Um, usually people would start one in English to get a wider audience, but I'm doing the opposite. I'm going to do it in French. And it's going to be, that channel is going to be 100% French, designed for this market. I've reached out to Steve of uh, Sirius Keto, and I asked him, can I take some of your recipes? and kind of do like a word for word uh translation and redo it and you know i'll link to you and i'll mention your original video and you know just in exchange for a few good words and some guidance uh and i'm not looking to take away some of your people I'm, i just want to bring more people into how you do serious keto um i i like some of his approaches uh especially on some of his recipes so, and he said, sure, go ahead. Um, and he was actually flattered that I think that I could look up to him. So I said, okay, this is cool. So it's kind of encouraged me to also reach out to a local store that made um, a French version of the software Carb Manager. And that software, and the guy's in IT like me, and he decided to open up a business based on keto uh, similar lifestyle to me, uh, and then have employees actually make meals for the older generation that don't have the time and the money to necessarily have to do all the preparation. And I reached out to him. And um, so we're in talks that I could be like a spokesperson for representing him because he's too busy running his business. So because I want to go back into doing conferences uh, you know once COVID is over i'll be able to actually go and visit some places uh, that have uh, like rent a little hall and uh, you know invite people over and have this the other business actually say okay well you know i'll i'll, I'll be able to give out a prize let's say you know for uh, you know 50 bucks off on food for x amount of people you know kind of like a uh, raffle, yeah, the little word I was looking for. <laughs> so, and I'll probably end up doing like two channels, one for his company, mm -hmm. just talking about his products and doing product reviews. And my channel is to be able to answer all those annoying Facebook questions that keep on coming up over and over and over again. And simply instead of like typing away the same thing, I'm just going to go copy paste this link go see my video. So I want to oh. have like these little two, three minute videos per subject mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, keep it simple. 
Jim, you you had that burning question. <laughs> yes. So, Mark, you know, we we get some interesting photos from our members throughout the groups and everything, and I'm hoping that Chris can work his magic to get this on the video as well. But um, back February 3rd, there's a photo of what I'm assuming are your legs in a bathtub, and the water is, water is green, and there are no joke, probably 40 to 50 pickles in this as well and um you know to each his own but you got to explain this one buddy i mean you really have to explain this one because you know first glance i'm like okay we 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 need to have an intervention and then we need to kick him out (laughs) so tell us about the pickle bath that you uh posted up in the group please yeah well okay First, the disclaimer, those are not my legs. Um, <laughs> oh, so that makes that it even worse. Whose legs were in a pickle bath. <laughs> yeah. So it's part of a, a, a cross post that I saw at one point um, called the Pickle Challenge. So this is back, if you go back a few years and they're starting having like all these different challenges, like the Us Ice Bucket Challenge for ALNS and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then someone as a kind of like a comic relief type of thing did a pickle challenge. And then it was like, okay, what if I dump a big jar of pickles in the bathtub <laughs> and take a picture, you know, and, 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 and say, you know, like, because we, we always try to push in keto, uh, drinking pickle juice or eating pickles. For the electrolytes, it's very salty and it's, you know, there's no carbs. There's actually no calories. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, you know, is this this the proper way to do keto and things like that? And uh, I did this in the uh, the French uh, keto uh, Facebook and I had like over 150 within a day people laughing and asking (laughs) questions about it. And I figured at one point, I said, hey, since I got such a great response <laughs> on the French one, let's put it on TKMC and see, see the reaction there. And it was like, it was pretty funny. Yep. Yeah, there, there was definitely a, a good good conversation, a good reaction um, in, in the thread. So, yeah, that was, was fun. And we get, post, we get posts like that all the time. No, Chris, we don't. Well, not like that. Not like that. Not, no, true, true. Not this, like that. One. This one's we a little bit interesting. Different. Yeah, we get interesting one-off, you know, meme-like things that. that and my that my personal favorite part of it is that one of our guys, Dennis, zoomed in on me like a no. drain plug at the opposite end of the of the tub to try and figure out. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Dennis, you're cut off too. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it just made for an interesting photo. And when we, I found out that you're the, the guy behind it and everything, no pun intended. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. Yeah. And, and, uh, before we get too far away from it, um, you, you pretty much prompted us. So we can't let you go without it. Uh, tell us about what you learned about, uh, autophagy. I, I always get it wrong. Autophagy. autophagy. Yes. Autophagy. Yeah. Yeah. At one point uh, back in November, I I decided to do an extended fast. I was aiming for like three full days, just water fasting. Uh, I ended up doing four and a half and I got good results. And that was back when I was like in the high 160s weight wise. 
And then I knew because, you know, Christmas time and things like that, I timed a different, a, a second one that I managed to do a full five days. So I, I ate Sunday night and I only ate um, the Saturday morning of the, the following. And, and I timed it so that it would, I would end the fast on December 24th, <laughs> basically, uh, just last year. And talking with people and things like that, and you know, when you're working on a computer screen, uh, you see things and you're, 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 you're always focusing on something close by. And I have what's called like computer glasses to help keep things in focus. And I started realizing, hey, I don't need them anymore or I don't need them as much. So it's like, could my eyesight actually improved with these two extended fasts? Till after the first one, I didn't really notice, but after the second one, I said, I see a difference. And also floaters. I, in, you know, in, in the, inside the cornea, you have, um, as you get older, these little bits and pieces of flakes of whatever. And if you're looking in one direction and you kind of like back and forth and you have like a light source coming right at you, you kind of see these little floaters and they kind of look like out of focus. It, would be, it looks something like this in your eyesight. But me before, uh, like, you know, just a year ago, I would, I would move my eyesight back and forth and I would get this. It, it was as bad as that. And now they're all gone. Hmm. Very cool. So, and the other thing is my skin. I still had adult acne until about six months ago. It's all gone. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I, well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I shouldn't say it's interesting because, like, if it, the stricter I stay to carnivore, the clearer my skin gets. And it's, it is the one weird symptom is like, I won't get pimples on my face, but obviously I shave this shiny head of mine fairly often. I'll start getting little pimples popping up around my little tiny ones popping up around my head. If I stray too far away from carnivore, if I stick to strict carnivore, never an issue. And I mean, and they're tiny and they're few and far between. So it's really not anything to be concerned about. But I did notice, like if I go from carnivore and I say eat keto for a week and throw some nut butters in there, and maybe a, a dessert or two, I will start getting little pimples popping up on my head. It's a, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, me, me, I, I, I kind of linked it to dairy. So I, I've dropped dairy quite a bit. And I, I try to take a little bit of uh, yogurt once a week just to uh, get the probiotics in. Um, but me, it's the eyesight. I, I couldn't believe it. And I went to get new prescription glasses about uh, two and a half months ago. And so this was before I started doing autophagy. And my eyesight was pretty much the same or slightly improved. Whereas the five to 10 years prior, it kept on degrading. All of a sudden it was the same. And now I find my prescription glasses a bit too strong. I don't need them as much. Hmm. So, so my near eyesightedness, which is due to the back of your eyeball kind of hardening with age, is, has become more malleable and my inner, my closer eyesight has improved. I can read the finer text much easier. The floaters have gone, which was very it was highly annoying. And my far sight is not really improved, I can say, but that's because of like, that's a basic eye defect. So you, you need surgery for that. But it's, um, let's say the light sensitivity is better. So I'd say that 
for someone hitting 52 that all of a sudden has a better eyesight, isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. It's like, uh, that blew me away. That's pretty good. Pretty cool. Well, um, let's go ahead. Um, I, I don't think, well, I don't have any other questions. Berto, Jim, any other questions that you guys might have? I'm good. This has been no, sir. very interesting to hear kind of the international perspective. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Mark, how can people connect with you online? You're you're obviously on Facebook um, with the with the the Keto Man's Club, but you also have your Finch uh, Facebook group that you've got, I, I believe, and and a few other places. So, where can people connect with you? Well, right now it's uh, still pretty much in the works. So, I'd say just just my name on Facebook. There's only okay. one of me. Uh, mm -hmm. there's one that has a very similar name to me. That's a cousin, but, uh, you'll see the picture is very different. <laughs> <laughs> very and cool. well, so, and, and so basically it's, it's going to be, I'm going to simply post links on my personal page. Uh, for the listeners, look in the show notes. If, uh, the YouTube channels have been created or, you know, anything like that, we'll definitely make sure that that's in the show notes, uh, so that people can easily access yeah. and, and get connected I, with you. I created uh, the channel. It's, it simply does, it's simply going to be Mark does keto. Okay. And in English, and there's going to be a link to the French channel in that. Okay. Very cool. That will work as well. So we'll we'll get links to all of that in the show notes so that people can easily access that. Um, thank you so much for being on. A reminder to our listeners and our viewers, um, again, this is on YouTube, this conversation, and you'll be able to see pictures of the pickle bath, and uh, you'll be able to see our smiling and laughing faces through the conversation here. Uh, so check out theketomansclub.com. That's where you'll find links to everything everywhere. We, we are pretty much on almost every platform, uh, not all the platforms, uh, but um, almost all. And uh, we'd love to connect with you in any way that we can. Uh, remember that you can email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com or call or text 512-518-6161. We'd love to hear and connect with you in that way, if uh, if at all possible. So uh, please feel free to reach out. Now, Mark, we, we did, um, did want to ask you to sign us off in French, our normal eat, meat, lift, heavy, sleep, repeat. So if you would, go ahead and sign us off, and that will close us out for today. So here he goes in the Quebec French, and not the Parisian French. Manger de la viande, on lève, pesant, on dort, et on recommence. That will do. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and uh, thanks so much for, for watching. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email. 
to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.